VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on? That time of the week again. John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. A little thing we call the Middlecoff Mailbag. Very easy to get involved with the show. You just fire in those direct messages. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. DMs wide open. Like Tyree Kill against the Lions. You fire in those DMs and you get your question answered here on the show. It is very, very easy to do. A lot of questions, a lot of people to answer. I'm here for you, and um, this is the People Show. So, at John Middlecoff, Instagram, fire in those DMs. You listen on Colin's feed. Make sure you subscribe to the 3 and Out feed. I greatly appreciate everyone to uh, the DMs me that interacts and keeps this bad boy going. But first, let me tell you about my friends at Turtle Box Audio. Turtle Box, my friends, loyal partners, and let's face it, the best, I repeat, the best portable speaker on the market. First and foremost, it's loud. So you're barbecuing, you're playing golf, you're inside throwing a house party, you're doing whatever you do. You link your phone, your iPad up to TurtleBox, boom, you're slamming in that pad. Then they also have the longest battery life of any audio uh, portable speaker. It's not even close. I mean, look at this thing for those of you watching on YouTube. It's incredible. Also, for my fans of the NFL, and college football, they have the ability to personalize. So if you're a Packer fan, maybe not for long. A Bills fan? How about that? A Bills fan. You want to personalize your turtle box? Boom, get Bills colors on it. Very, very easy to do. You just go to turtleboxaudio.com. Use the promo code JOHN. That's J-O-H-N. $20 off and free shipping. Cannot recommend it enough. I use it at home. I use, I've used it at barbecues. You know, when the summer was going, you use it at the pool. Uh, that's TurtleBoxAudio.com. TurtleBoxAudio.com. Promo code John for $20 off. I can't recommend it enough. Go get it. I'm 24 years old, law student at the University of Iowa College of Law. And I'm real passionate about using my coming law degree to pursue, to pursue a career in the world of football. I'm working on putting together resume and cover letters as I've heard you suggest, to send to every team in the league office. 
But do you have any more specific suggestions about the best way to do that? Whether it's finding mailing addresses or people to email. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Appreciate it. Well, when I was doing that in the mid-2000s, this app called LinkedIn did not exist. And I also think social media didn't exist. So you could argue the best way to attack something like this, uh, and I've done it from a business standpoint, and listen, you're going to get shut out on a lot of them. But find people, because in, in with your degree, Georgia just scored again. I'm uh, recording this in the middle of the day here on Saturday, because I might be going out to get my drink on here in a little bit. But uh, what I was saying is, go to LinkedIn, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, find people that you know work in contract law for teams. When I say contract law, like go to the website of every individual team, teams you're interested in, in working with. Find those p- people in positions of the things you want to do and DM them, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether you can find their Instagram account. Uh, I-, I would say LinkedIn is probably the best way to do it professionally, but th- that would probably be better to get direct contact than it would doing it the old school way, which I did was just mail the team because you just Googled back in the day the uh, address to where the practice facility was. That That is not the best way to go about it. I would argue that is, it didn't work for me. I mean, the reason I worked it, I guess it did. I mean, it led to an unpaid internship my senior year in college with the Chiefs. But the reason I ultimately worked in the NFL uh, was because I worked at football and got to directly meet people. Without that, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I I would find a way to uh, find the people on LinkedIn and then shoot them direct, you know, questions or your your information or just hustle that way. I, I don't know. You know, whatever the best way is for you to hustle, it's you know it's pretty easy on texts or emails. Uh, been a Patriot fan my whole life. After being blessed with Brady over the years, it seems like everyone it's our turn to be bad for a while. Everyone always says having two quarterbacks mean you have no quarterbacks. What's stopping them or any team from redrafting a quarterback every year or every other year until you get it right? Too much risk and not enough reward uh, with the draft picks. I don't think it's crazy. Like, I don't think it's nuts that the Patriots would be sniffing around a quarterback this year. And I would say that Mac Jones clearly just isn't good enough. And Bailey Zappi, you know, and Mac Jones, the reality is they're kind of the same player. So to me, it's like, is Jimmy Garoppolo? Would Bill Belichick pay Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason? Like, that would be a guy that I would envision paying him. Now, would Jimmy want to go back there? Just depends how well this 49er season goes. Do the 49ers want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo? And basically just wave the white flag on Trey Lance or just make him the backup. Because I think sometimes we hold on to draft picks for too long. Like when you make a move and you miss at the quarterback, the longer you hold on for dear life, the longer you get screwed. Like ultimately the Eagles rise to prominence. They obviously put together a really good team, but they pivoted off Wentz and they just went right to a second round rookie. And then two and a half years later, the dude's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. So the faster you just always try to improve that position, and let's face it, that's a great example, actually, because when they drafted Jalen Hurts, let's face it, a lot of people thought, and I'm guilty too, they were fucking nuts. (laughs) Like, that was a crazy draft selection. Honestly, you could argue that draft selection changed their franchise. Bears fan here. Really excited to see them go out and get Chase Claypool. I know the free agent class for wide receivers is relatively weak, what weapons do you see the Bears adding this offseason outside of the draft? Well, as we've seen the last several years, wide receivers get traded. 
right? Because when they become free agents or getting close to their free agency year, they're owed a lot of money. Think about the wide receivers in the last couple of years that have been traded. A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, uh, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. I mean, th- these guys move teams. T.J. Hawkinson just got moved. So you can, you can acquire skill guys. Amari Cooper. Like, guys are constantly on the move. Uh, that, that, to me, would be the position I would be in is looking around that way. And, you know, are you guys going to trade your first-round pick for a wide receiver? Probably not. But you could draft a wide receiver and then trade for one. To me, that would probably be the move. I haven't looked at the uh, the free agent class, but like you said, typically, I mean, look at the best free agent wide receivers last year. It was like Allen Robinson and Christian Kirk. You know, it's not exactly like guys like Ty- Tyreek, the guys I just listed, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, they do not hit free agency. So if you want to acquire them, you have to trade for them. That's just it, star pass rushers do not hit free agency. If you want to acquire them, you have to trade for them. Star corners, for the most part, do not hit free agency. Who would I stash in my 10-team fantasy league? Chase Claypool or Kadarius Toney? That's a good question. I I would lean Claypool. I I would say, you know, Toney is just too big of a risk. Like, Claypool's playing immediately. They're going to throw him the ball. Uh, Fields is going to throw him the rock. To me, I I would go with Claypool. Safer move. Now, if you want to get risky, let's get nuts. You know, you could argue Toney's not the craziest thing. Hey, John, I believe you've given the incorrect 21 Patriots record a couple times. You said it was 11-6. and six. They went 10-7, and seven, not counting the playoff loss. You can still make the same point about being impressed given the mediocre quarterback play, although I'd argue several of the wins were flukes. Yeah, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a statistician here, so I, I'm not going to I say things that are going to be incorrect. And, uh, and yeah, they went 10-7. My bad, <laughs> you know, missed. I also hate like several fluky wins. Like you kind of play who you play, you know, like last year you'd go, well, you know, the Eagles, they went nine and eight. Who did they beat? And then obviously this year, they're pretty good. Like you kind of just beat who you play that given year. So they went 10 and seven. Think how many teams in the league would have sold their left nut to go 10 and seven. A lot. I, the Saints would have. The Saints missed the playoffs at nine and eight. And then ultimately, Sean Payton called her quits. Maybe if Sean Payton, they make the playoffs, who knows? Maybe they win a game. Maybe he's still their coach. And maybe they don't suck. So, I, you know, I'm not 11 and 6, 10 and 7. Shit. I mean, what the hell's the difference? Uh, question from my wife's Instagram With all the muff punts lately, literally costing the teams games, wouldn't teams just be better off not fielding punts at all? Worst case scenario, you get the ball at your own one yard line as opposed to fielding a punt where you muff it, worst case scenario, you give the ball back to the other team in great field position. It's a hell of a question. Um, I would say the majority of punt returners in the NFL are not exactly Deion Sanders in his prime, right? So I I would not be opposed to just rushing the punter every time, not having a punt returner. Now, if you feel good about your guy who has never muffed a punt, I don't think it's crazy to put him out back there just so he can catch it at like the... 15 to the 10-yard line, so they can't pin you at like the 5 to the 1. But yeah, I, I don't think that's the craziest thing. If you have an unreliable punt returner as a catcher of the football, first and foremost, he can't be back there. So if you are not confident in the guy, under no circumstances can you put him back there. It's too difficult. Has anyone, you know, if you've ever stood by the punt returners, and I used to do this 
I didn't really do it in the NFL in terms of like I wasn't catching balls next to Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. But, you know, I was relatively close. And when you watch the height of these punts, I did it at Fresno State. And uh, our guy, Andrew Shapiro, who got a cup of coffee in the NFL, he it, it is it's not an easy job. They make like ultimately a kick returner catching that ball is not that difficult if it's not windy. No matter what, dark, light, day game, night game, win, no win, catching a punt at the high level of college or the high level of the or, I mean the pros is really hard. I mean that that is a difficult thing that those guys make very very easy. Uh, fairly new fan, haven't missed an episode. Appreciate you. Everyone knows Brady took less money for years in New England and in Tampa has the rings to back up the decision. Why doesn't the new age quarterback do the same? If you were Lamar Jackson, wouldn't you tell the Ravens, give me 35 to 40 a year, guarantee most of it, and get you a wide receiver? Now, you could argue wide receivers with Lamar don't really work that well. Maybe you should be like, yeah, I'll take $35 million, get me another offensive lineman, another running back. I don't think that's crazy. I never think it's like, well, this is healthy, this is their money. Well, yeah, Dak Prescott had to take every penny from the Cowboys. Yet I turn on television and see him in every fucking ad. So if Dak Prescott would have taken $28 million, Dak Prescott is not an in-every-ad quarterback. But the reason he is is because of the Cowboy brand, which, let's face it, he didn't create or has nothing to do with. He's just on the team. If I put Dak Prescott on the Minnesota Vikings or the Jacksonville Jags, he wouldn't make any money outside. So when you play for shittier teams, I completely understand getting every penny. But when you play for programs or up, you know, organizations like the Cowboys, I think it would be in your best interest to take a little off. And it's like, whoa, what? they're making thirty million dollars. You know, it's what are we talking about here? I remember Kevin Durant got all this credit one time for when he was with the Warriors for taking a discount. It was like he took twenty eight point five instead of twenty nine point two. It's like, guys, the, the media is so terrible with money. It's like when you factor in taxes, he probably gained money. Or it was a zero net gain. Like, what are we talking about? But I'm all for, like, I understand, like, not taking a $20 million discount when you could make 42 instead of 28 for sure. But if, like, 35 and 44, like, ultimately is that big of a deal when you keep winning? Because when you win big in the NFL, you make money for life. You make money for life. Like, there's a reason Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott, Right, Ed Reed, I'm just thinking of like champions that come to my my mind, are going to make money forever. Because when they're introduced, Super Bowl champion. It's the first thing you say when you introduce Joe Montana or John Elway or Ronnie Lott or whoever. Super Bowl champion. Money for life. Like when Tom Brady's introduced, it's not 75-time Pro Bowler or 10-time All-Pro. It's seven-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady. I hear you. You know, some people are just, you know, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Not not everything, like, I love money as much as the next guy, and I actually don't like money. Like, it means nothing to me. Like, I, I've been made nothing. I've been fired, had zero, never made more now. It, it doesn't change my happiness or whatever. It does allow you to do more things. But, like, for me personally, money means nothing. I would always take a little less if I think I can make way more in the future. Now, you could argue it's a risky game, whatever. But like, if they're guaranteeing you $140 million and you're giving them a little discount to help you out, like it's one thing, like, why would you give a discount if it's not directly helping you? And I'm like, 100%. But like, if it directly helps you, to me, you should always be open to it. I just can't get over how many commercials, Dax. I like Dak as a guy. 
Clearly, good person. But, I mean, the guy's in so many damn commercials. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code COLIN. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code COLIN for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but... Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, John, I'm looking to visit Scottsdale and possible move there. Any recommendations for areas to rent, buy, where it's quiet, but within walking distance of good coffee? Even just outside Scottsdale is good. Keep in mind, I'm not rich. Well, I know one area that a lot of people really like is Gilbert. Uh, I was actually playing golf with someone recently, and uh, he just had a baby, actually. Robert, congrats. And he was telling me, I think like uh, LeGarrette Blunt, or he was telling me Donovan McNabb. I, I, the guy that moved me in moved LeGarrette Blunt there, but it's like relatively cheap, you know, and it's, you know, really, really nice. I, I, I enjoy downtown Gilbert. If you do have money to me, North Scottsdale is the place to live. Uh, and again, like, here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm not rooting for a crash, but I, I don't control it. And it's pretty inevitable. This is the type of area that gets hit pretty hard. So real estate in the market is already, you know, I don't want to say plummeting, but it's coming back to earth, as it should. I mean, it got really, really inflated over the last 18 months, as a lot of real estate did all over America. But this is a heavy second home place because of snowbirds. And this is just an area that, when times get tough, historically has been pretty fickle. Now, I'm a big believer in Arizona. I would put Nevada in this, obviously Tennessee, all these people that moved. That's where companies are going to go, obviously Texas, because like California, and I'm born and raised in California, but entrepreneurs 30, 40 years ago, it was still relatively cheap to start a company. It is so expensive to start from ground zero now. No entrepreneur that's 28 or 32, like they're just not going to be inclined to start there anymore. So the money's going to come. So I think this area is going to be so fucking massive over the next 20, 30 years. It's going to be stupid. So regardless if you pay a little more than you want right now, I think you look back in 20 years. I saw it with California. And I saw it specifically with areas like Sacramento, uh, where I lived in the East Bay that's not like San Francisco downtown. It It's gotten so expensive over the last 20 years because people want to live in the suburbs. People want to live where there are good schools. I mean, it's pretty... People, you know, most of us have pretty basic needs, Right. We want to be able to live in a place that feels safe and our kids to go to school and be able to eat. You know, like every single human starts with the same basic needs. I think that's where, you know, a lot of politicians get it, get it wrong. We're not that crazy one way or the other. It's like, are my kids safe? I like my house. Do I like the people I live around? Would you rather play Greyhawk or True North? Uh, I would rather play. I, I played them both. I, I thought they're both pretty sweet. I think Greyhawks Raptor course where they played the NCAA championships a couple years ago is on Golf Channel. I played it yesterday on Friday. It was pretty badass. But I played True North like two weeks ago. It was badass too. I think those are two of the better public courses I've played around this area by a wide margin. They, they are really sweet. Not cheap though right now. The crazy part about Arizona is like in the summer because it's so hot, you can play the best public golf courses for like anywhere between 80 and $120. Yet in the winter, when it's like 75 degrees, costs you like $350. Makes you question like, God, this is not a cheap sport. Sport, you know, it's all relative. Just love the show. Just throwing out an idea. If you could throw out a recommendation for a Friday night college game, could be good for us addicts who need the daily action. Thanks for the entertainment. I always look forward to the show. What's crazy is... I don't really view Friday night as a football night, and I, I'm obviously a gambler. 
Uh, even though I was watching last night the Oregon State Washington game, I passed out. I was rooting for Oregon State to win. They ended up losing, but uh, I don't. I don't really gamble on football on Friday nights. Thinking about it, but yeah, I mean, we could. Uh, I don't even look at the schedule to be honest with you. I, I go right to Saturday. Do you think Dallas didn't make a move at the deadline because they've been so good at drafting players recently? I think sometimes at the trading deadline, you just get to a spot where you know, you really factor in the price, right? I don't think Dallas views themselves as desperate. So when you're not desperate, it's easier to walk away. What do they always tell you like when you're doing any type deal? Doing a deal over desperation is usually bad. The most powerful deals most humans make, whether it's dating someone, whether it's buying a house, whether it's negotiating your salary, is when you are not desperate. And because when you are not desperate, you have leverage, Right, leverage is like, hey, I want, you know, I'm interested in this job. My starting pay needs to start at 250, and they tell you that's too high, and you go, okay, see ya. And if they want you, maybe they come back. Right? We've all been desperate when we've been single. Sometimes it doesn't always work out well. But when you have a little leverage, and the Cowboys' leverage is they're just pretty good, you go, yeah, we don't really want to give two twos for Brandon Cooks. Right. Or I don't even I haven't seen any potential offers they had beside his name. But like, we're not going to overpay for a player. We're not going to overpay for a player. The Eagles are a good example of that. They made one trade cost them nothing. They gave up a fourth round pick for Robert Quinn. Like the Eagles were not going to give a second and third round pick for Vaughn Miller like the, the Rams did last year. Now, the Rams have constantly made moves like every single year's desperation. And it's worked. It did last year. They won the Super Bowl. It was all worth it. This year, it's kind of having some ramifications. Like, I watch them play. They look dramatically less talented. They're not as deep. It's hard to be as deep when you don't have any fucking draft picks. And it's not even just not having first and second round picks. A lot of times, when you're good and you have the 32nd overall pick, you can, like, trade back. You can use that pick on other stuff. You can leave the 31st overall pick and get multiple picks in the second round. So it enables you to, like, use your resources to load your squad. Georgia is killing Tennessee. Um, let's do one more question. Uh, question. I'm planning a bachelor trip for one of my buddies next April. We've decided to hit Phoenix for a golfing boozed filled weekend. Any suggestions for courses and bars in the area? I would probably stay in old town Scottsdale. And, uh, there's an area, you know, I, I didn't know the name, but my girlfriend calls it the circle of death. It's pretty unreal. If you want to just go out and just debauchery bars everywhere, Rockin' and rollin' is basically Old Town Scottsdale, downtown. I would stay in that area. Depending on the prices you want to pay for golf, uh, I don't think you can ever go wrong with Greyhawk, Troon, uh, Wico Pow. A little far out there, pretty sweet. If you want to just, Whirlwind is a pretty solid course. Raven, a lot of options, man. You can't go wrong. But I would recommend not staying in Phoenix, staying in Old Town Scottsdale. Uh, sources say it's pretty fun. It doesn't suck. Um, a little jealous. Favorite podcaster by far. Never missed one in over a year. But by the way, mentioning the Eagles and Howie being aggressive on Friday's pod, how did you mention Slay, Bradbury, but skip over CJ Gardner-Johnson? I'm nowhere near an Eagles fan, but he's a league leader in picks, and they just traded him from the Saints. Probably my favorite addiction for them being a lover of defense. Oh, addition. Uh, not addiction. Yeah, my bad. Missed him. Like I, I, you know, sometimes I'm going to say the wrong record. Sometimes I'm going to miss a player. I'm not perfect, but nobody is. Uh, yeah, Howie makes 
think of some of the moves they've made. They got CJ for not much. They got James Bradbury, who was a free agent. They traded Slay, I think, for a third round pick. Like a lot of their moves have not been trading ones for Jalen Ramsey. You know, trading one. They're starting left tackle. They got in the seventh round from Australia. Think about that. Their starting left tackle literally had never played football. And now he's one of the best left tackles in the league. Jason Kelsey, who's one of the great centers of all time, pretty sure was a six-round pick. That obviously, is a long time ago. Happy birthday. It's 35th today. Uh, enjoy the weekend. At John Middlecoff, mailbag, fire in those DMs. Adios, everybody. Godspeed. See ya. volume does money stress you out let facet flip your financial chaos into clarity finding facet immediately put us at ease facets innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order that makes us facet for life now i guess (laughs) visit facet.com f-a-c-e-t.com to learn more this ad is sponsored by facet facet wealth is an sec registered investment advisor this is not an offer to buy or sell securities nor is it investment legal or tax advice these testimonials are from current facet members who are not compensated all opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 is an suv designed to help every passenger feel just right be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com don't miss it 2025 qx80 coming this summer